worked out. Um, I've got a couple videos I'm going to play. Um, I've got four videos total, actually. Um, what I'll do, I'll play the first two, and then I will um, I'll get a response from you on them, and I may jump in and chime in afterwards. And then I'll play the second two, and Sounds we'll do good. the same thing. And then I've got kind of a okay. – uh, the, the videos I'm going to play are all bad examples of Christianity mixing with politics. Um, they're kind okay. of two sides. It's yeah, interesting. <laughs> they're they're two sides <laughs> of the same coin. Um, and then the last one, uh, kind of a story I'm going to tell or an example I'm going to give is I think a a good example. Uh, Alrighty, okay. we're going to go into this. And this first video, if um, uh, I'm not sure if anybody watching will be familiar. His name is Brandon Robertson. He is a uh, pastor who's gotten a pastor who has gotten famous on TikTok um, for some very not good takes. Uh, mm. He he's very left leaning and he likes to read his. Which you'll see in the in the in the clips. He likes to read his political views into scripture pretty frequently so mm. we got two videos they're both wow. fairly short but i'll go ahead i'll play the first one then we'll go straight into the second one and then uh you can jump on and uh give us your your thoughts straight and i'll i'll tag on after that so all right here's the first did you know that there's a part of the gospel of mark where jesus uses a racial slur in Mark chapter 7, there's the account of the Seraphonician woman, a woman who is Syrian and Greek, both of which there were strong biases against within the Jewish community. And she comes to ask Jesus to heal her daughter who's possessed by a demon. And what is Jesus's response? He says, it's not good for me to give the children's food, meaning the children of Israel's food, to dogs. He calls her a dog. What's amazing about this account is that the woman doesn't back down. She speaks truth to power. She confronts Jesus and says, well, you can think that about me, but even dogs deserve the crumbs from the table. Her boldness and bravery to speak truth to power actually changes Jesus' mind. Jesus repents of his racism and extends healing to this woman's daughter. I love this story because it's a reminder that Jesus is human. He had prejudices and bias, and when confronted with it, he was willing to do his work. And this woman was willing to stand up and speak truth. Okay, so I'll, I'm going to change it up, actually. I'm going to go ahead because I want to respond to this one. <laughs> um, yes. So this <laughs> pretty, yeah. It, it's it's going to be hard to do just for time's sake. Um, and that's something we may do later on is actually go through and break down some of these uh specific stories like this um mike winger is a guy i watched and he actually does a really good response to this video specifically but talking about like this this was not a racial slur um first of all if and this is if because it's not the case if jesus was racist then that means that racism racism will it either be sin or that racism would be okay um so either either he's not perfect or it's okay. So either way, like that's major issues with uh, the Christian worldview. Um, but no, what he's actually saying here is he, he's referencing that his ministry is for the Jewish people. Um, and the term, I don't know specifically what the, the Greek word was, but the word here that is used for dog is actually, um, it's not a derogatory term. It's actually referencing a, like a, uh, I think the example I heard was a, 
like a, a house pet, but like something that you would consider part of your family. Um, so it's, it's not even like a negative term really. And Jesus isn't saying like, Hey, this isn't for you. Jesus is saying like, Hey, my ministry right now is for the Jewish people, but eventually everyone else is going to be grafted into that family tree. Um, exactly. so you have anything to tag onto that drink? If not, I'll let you, uh, I mean, go ahead. Just real, real short. I mean, just like the first miracle where he turned uh, water into wine, you know, he, he was kind of resistant to that because that was not the focus. You know, he was focused on other things, but that's pretty much it on that. And um, just a side note, you know, a lot of times man focuses on the outer man, but he focuses on the inner man, you know, because it may look a certain way, but it's usually a lot deeper than what we realize. Mm-hmm. But you, you go ahead. All right, we'll jump into the second one. And I'll let you uh, take on this this second one. Uh, I'm waiting to see your reaction. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Jesus helped his friend come out? In John chapter 11, verse 43, this is what it says. Jesus called out in a loud voice saying, Lazarus, come out. You see, Lazarus was locked up in a cold, dark tomb, wrapped in burial cloths, left for dead. That's exactly what so many Christians and so many churches do to LGBT people. They wrap us up and bind us up and tell us that we need to keep our identity, our true self locked away. But Jesus, upon seeing Lazarus in this state, he says, Lazarus, come out. Step into the light. Take off the cloth. Be who you are. Come alive. I believe that this is what Jesus is speaking to every LGBT person. Come out of the tomb of shame. Take off the chains that have bound you up. Step into the glory of who God made you to be, fearfully and wonderfully made, just as you are. You are beloved of God. So... Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Dre? Was was Jesus telling everyone to come out of the closet? Oh my goodness! (laughs) I mean, it's really like we've talked about. A lot of people really use the Bible out of context. So you know, and that was one of them that was just really bad. Um, Really, what I've learned in that situation is that you know Lazarus died, and Jesus didn't raise him to the fourth day, and no one understood why. But it was Jewish tradition it was i think pretty sure it was jewish tradition that if it was more than three or four days the soul left the body and he waited four days and then when he rose you know lazarus from the grave they were like wow you know i guess guess he is god you know but yeah i think uh i I, that was a big miss on that (laughs) one uh i uh it's very emotional you know i i think um i've i've not done a a real in-depth study um on that story in particular i've heard some pastors talk about it um i i tend to think it's more to i mean it would have been great if jesus showed up and healed him um but raising him from the dead is going to be an even bigger miracle that's going to show god's power even more um i've you know this is kind of a little bit off topic but i've even heard some people make comment about um you know, the reason that he said Lazarus come out is because if he would have just called to Lazarus back to life without saying his name, then everyone there that was dead would have just like gotten up and walked out. Um, but that's uh, neither here nor there. Um, I, I have like a study note yeah. real quick. Um, it says 
Some have some have suggested that had Christ not spoken the name Lazarus and cried out, "Come forth," everyone in the graveyard would have risen. <laughs> you know, and that's really the power of God and the power of of a name. You know, and every name yeah. has uh, a meaning to it. But yeah, yeah, it was a, it took a a very powerful story and made it very. Uh, oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And it seems like a lot of people do that. Um, a lot of people do that. There's a lot of taking stuff out of context. Um, yeah. All righty. So that was one extreme of bad mixture of politics and Christianity. Um, next is, uh, we're going to have another one. It's the opposite side. Um, this guy, his name is Greg Locke. Um, I'm not a fan whatsoever of his. I think there's a lot of things that I agree with him probably on when it comes to his stances on different things on politics and things like that. Um, but I'm, okay, I've I've seen have it a little you? Okay. bit. Yeah. Well, this this clip of his I'm gonna yeah. play. Um, it's I want to say it's like three minutes, four minutes maybe. You can't even buy baby formula on Amazon. Check me. You can check me while I'm preaching. Try to buy some Infamil. See if you can. But there's truckloads of it down on the border. All right, we might as well just start preaching for a minute, all right? There's truckloads of it down on the border. You see, here's what the left does. If they can't kill your baby in the womb, they'll starve them to death later on after they've been born. Now, I'm going to say something right now going to make about maybe 10 of you mad. But I don't care if it makes all of you mad. We'll start over next week. You know, the Bible talks about church discipline, right? About kicking folks out that cause trouble. I'm almost going to say I'm about to the place. I am to the place. I'm to the place right now. If you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get out. You can get out, you demon. You can get out, you baby butchering election thief. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons that butcher babies and hate this nation. They hate this nation. Get mad all you want to. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you throw tomatoes, praise God. I'm about to throw a microphone up in his house. CNN can eat my dirty socks. You cannot be a Democrat and a Christian. You cannot. Somebody say amen. The rest of you, get out. Get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. I ain't playing your stupid games. I'm going to the Supreme Court this Tuesday at noon, and I'm going to raise hell for the life of them babies. I'm going to raise Cain for them. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm going to raise Cain for him. Right in Joe Biden's backyard. That sleepy old fool's going to bust hell wide open. I'm sick of people saying, well, Bible says you got to pray for the president. I pray for that fool to repent and get right with God's what I pray. Obama's behind all of it. Now, I ain't preached on politics in a while. Y'all might as well sit down. Y'all got me fired up. I ain't playing games with these idiots. Wow, that was that was pretty deep. Um, 
it seemed like he was going in and out, in and out. And what I mean by that is one minute it was about politics and the other was about the word of God. And the other minute it was about emotion, you know, and it kind of, to make it very simple, it's the, it's reminds me of the story of the 99 sheep. You know, there was that one sheep that wandered off and the 99 sheep, you know, let's, you know, man, in my opinion, would focus on the bigger pot. You know, all we got these 99 sheep. Let's focus on that. The bigger pot, this one sheep over here. Oh, that's OK. But Jesus left the 99 and went after that one sheep. And when he brought it back, he rejoiced. The angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner versus 99 righteous. And regardless, you know, of how different people think, you know, what's right and what's wrong, you know, the ministry is still after the broken, the sinner, and we all are sinners, you know. Um, I've been doing this, this ISOM and whatnot, and it was relationship and ethics. And one of the things as a pastor it was talking about was don't bring your agenda to the pulpit, you know, to get your point across. I'm not saying some politics doesn't in line with the Bible because it does. And that's why we're talking about it now. But that emotion, we have to have the fruits of the spirit and that's gentleness and, and patience and love and joy and self-control. And when we lose that self-control, you know, pastors are held at a higher standard. So as much passion as he had, there's a time and there's a place for it. And I don't think the pulpit was a place for that. Um, as you said, you may agree with some of the politics, but it's it's you got to be very careful. And that was that was really. Yeah, yeah that was that was kind of hard to listen to. <laughs> uh, can you hear me now, Dre? Am I back? Yeah, I can. I can hear you. OK, good deal. So I've I've watched that recording a couple times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, it's like that's I I. I agree. I would probably, if, if we would look up where where he votes um, on every issue, like where he falls, I would say I probably line up with him on pretty much everything. But if, and we saw, we saw this a lot in our last election and the election before that, as Christians taking on, like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he called uh, any, any Democrats in his church demons, and he said they needed to get out. Yeah, they're not um, welcome mean, you are, in the house of God. Yep, you are instantly removing your ability to witness to half the country. Exactly. Instantly. Um, At such a time as and, this. You know, like he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he made the comment that uh, he uh, he does pray for the president. He prays that he would um, repent and, and turn and find God. And I think that's great. And yeah, we should pray for that. But we should also just pray that God guides him, even if he doesn't repent. Um that God shows him uh, what to do. God gives him favor in interacting with these other nations and, and things like that. Um, there's just, there's a, there's one more video of him. And I, so I, this was the first time I had heard of Greg Locke and there's some, uh, there's some very sketchy stuff around Greg Locke. I won't go into a lot of details on, that um, video we just watched was like just, the first one or one of the first ones that you've that's seen the about. First exposure I had Man, that's hard. <laughs> that's, I've heard have, other I things. Have, uh, yeah. I, I've recently seen some stuff with him uh, regarding, I know he does some stuff with, uh, you know, Isaiah Saldivar? Yeah. I've seen him uh, uh, at one does. of the conferences 
he like filled in. Yeah. Someone wasn't there and he filled in or something. Cause they have, now, uh, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I like Isaiah Saldivar overall. There's some things I disagree with him on. Um, but overall I, I like most of what he does and I think his, his heart's in the right place on, on pretty much everything he does. And I don't see him having this kind of, uh, a take with people. He's much more, um, like, Ministry. You know, like everybody needs to be in here because they need to be at the altar. Cause I, I needed to be in here. I needed to be at the altar and they didn't kick me out. And, you know, Jews, Judas had a seat at the table and, um, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, yeah. stuff that I, I just, I think, I think Greg Locke misses, um, on, on several of those points. Um, yeah. In, in okay. that video, like imagine just real quick, imagine, uh, a first time believer who might be Democrat or might not be first time believer a young christian watching that video and being like wow you know i don't know if i want to be like that you know and i do agree with some of the things he was saying you know not all of it but some of it as far as political but it almost like he was a politician on stage and not a pastor you know that's how emotional it was you know uh the logic was just it was really emotional. We have to be careful with our words. We really do. But yeah, you can go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I have one more video. I think I'm going to skip it just for, for time's sake. We're coming up on about 45 minutes. Um, but I want to get to the, the good example. So this one I don't, I don't have a video for. I, I tried to get one, but it was just going to be very difficult to condense it down to, to where it was short enough to watch. But... Um, the basic context was um, uh, his, the, the, the pastor's name is Bart Barber. Um, and he is the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. They've recently had some, some scandals um, inside of the SBC. Um, they had some leadership change, and he took over afterwards. And so he was actually on 60 Minutes with Anderson Cooper, Mm. who was or is um, very openly homosexual. Um, he doesn't yeah. hide that at all. Yeah. Um, and so being in a situation like that, as a Christian, you know there are two questions you always, every Christian gets asked about. Every time you're in a, a public seat like that, you get asked about abortion and you get asked about homosexuality every single time. So you have to be ready for it. And I have seen multiple Christians just completely botch an attempt to really witness to people with this, where they're like, you know, asking them about homosexuality and like, well, I, you know, it's not my place to judge. And I think God loves everybody and gives like really wishy-washy answers because they don't want to offend people with what the Bible says, but Jesus wasn't afraid to offend people with truth. Um, yes. And so I, I really, I really like Bart Barber's answer in this interview. So, Anderson Cooper asked him, and I'm, again, I'm going to kind of paraphrase this. Um, so Anderson Cooper asked him about a specific instance. There was a, uh, a 10-year-old girl who had been sexually assaulted, and she was pregnant. And she, I think she was in Ohio, so she wasn't able to go to a, a clinic to, I'm going to choose more words carefully because of the YouTube censors. Um, she mm. wasn't able to get uh, uh, the baby removed um and i think everyone knows what i'm saying so um anderson cooper asked him he's like you know how 
how how do you uh, justify that as saying that you don't support um, a woman's right to choose? And his response was, I, I think that's a horrible situation, mm-hmm. but it doesn't justify murdering a baby. Um, and I would say in that situation, yeah, it is horrible. And that's where we need to have much, much stricter rules and laws and punishment in place for people who offend uh, women and children, um, especially, yes. um, you know, I, <laughs> I, my personal opinion is, um, people who, who do that to women and children, it should be castration or death. And I, I, I am, <laughs> I'm very strongly in favor of, of that. I think that would sway a lot of people to not enact on those. Um, but then after that, he goes on to ask him about, uh, homosexuality and he asks him see how does he say it first Anderson Cooper asked um, if uh, if if someone was in his church and they were they were openly gay um, does Pastor Barbara think that they should be converted or, or converted out of that lifestyle and Pastor Barbara said I think all sinners should be converted out of sin um, which I thought was a good answer. He yes. didn't say, he didn't tiptoe around it. He, he said it was sin, but he also did something good that I think a lot of Christians miss. And that is, um, you know, we try, we, we tend to elevate some sins and things over others. Yes. Yeah. Now, different sins have different consequences. Um, obviously, you know, murder is not going to have the same earthly consequences as me stealing $20 from a gas station or something like that. But sin is still sin. Um, exactly. So he did a good job of, of keeping that level. And so then Anderson Cooper didn't like that answer. And so he pushed back again. And uh, he said something along the lines of, um, so if, uh, if, if there was a, someone that was a homosexual in your church, would they be allowed to or could they be a good Christian, um, living a right life, following God, if they were actively living in this life? And he just point blank, no. Period. No qualms about it. Um, he didn't. And he, he went on the interview, and they, they talked a little bit longer. Um, but just uh, his, his stance on that um, was good. The fact that he didn't waver on that was very, very good. Um, and that is an example, I think, he... He didn't let his the, the culture dictate what the Bible said. He he kept the Bible as the Bible, and the Bible is the authoritative word there. Um, he's obviously he's not going out of his way to try to punish people or demonize people um, that think differently than what he does, like we saw on that last video. But he is using, like I brought up at the beginning of this, uh, free speech. Um, his right to free speech, and he is using that to push what the gospel says on these topics. Um, you know, that was, in, in one 60-minute interview, he probably reached more people with the truth of the gospel than I will ever be able to reach in my lifetime. Um, now, not everyone, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of people that just heard that, and they're just like, oh, he's just a Christian bigot, you know, whatever. But he stood on truth, and he didn't like didn't back away from it. Didn't compromise, um, and that's another problem in the yep. church is compromise. As soon as you compromise oh, one yeah. thing, something else sneaks in, and you compromise that too. 
And that's what you said about yep. not elevating or, or pushing down. Like, oh, it's not a big deal to do this sin or that sin. Because um, one sin, we're basically guilty of all of them, you know. And a lot yep. of people put being gay and then, you know, we're against that as we are against adultery. You know, we're against all these other different sins. But, you know, to kind of kind of talk about that, uh, it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so, as Paul, you know, he said, I die daily. You know, a lot of times we have our own wants and we think we know what we need or our feelings are so strong that we think we know that's the right answer. But we have to go back to the word. And what does it say in the word? You know, marriage is the staple of every household as far as mother and father. You know, marriage is made for a man and a woman. And that is the argument by itself without procreation. It leads to death. You know, God wants us to multiply and continue to push forward, you know. So as we live in sin, and that's not just homosexual, but different sin, it leads to death. And a lot of times, you know, in the homosexual community, you know, they may adopt kids and stuff like that. But if they were to pursue a natural God-given relationship, man and woman, they would be able to procreate more children. And that is very vital to us as Christians, you know, and going to the baby situation, I've always been told two wrongs don't make a right. Just because, you know, let's say a small situation. If someone hurts me, I shouldn't go try to go back and hurt them. I should try to be the bigger person and deal with that situation, whether it was fair or not. But, you know, um, they like to say my body, my choice. But let's just say it's a woman's body and it's a woman's choice. What if you're having a, a, a daughter, you know, that's a woman, and don't she have a choice? You know, and I've heard a lot of people argue about if someone's on life support because they're not able-bodied to work or to say yes or no, I want to live or not, do we just pull the plug? Usually we don't. <laughs> Usually we give them time right. to try to push through in a miracle to say, hey, you know, you know, they finally come out of the coma and we're like, you know, do you want to live like this or do you want to or you don't? And then they can make that decision. It's the same as a child location doesn't you know location doesn't make a difference in science you know going you know pushing the bible to the side science says life begins at conception and then to go further it says in the bible i knew you before i formed you in the womb so that is god telling us we have a purpose you know and i've watched videos of babies that were almost aborted and miracle of god they survived and they're missing a limb or two, and they're, they're saying, thank God I live. I, I made it. You know, I'm alive. And yeah. some of them have good relationships with their parents, you know, after all of that. And that's a true sign of God of forgiveness, you know. Um, and oh, it's yeah. it just, I don't know, it kind of hits me hard because I have children of my own. But, you know, a lot of times the enemy tries to get us when we're, when we're younger, you know, because of sexual assault and stuff like that i've learned that there's a lot of people who got into the lgbt lifestyle because they were hurt as a child either because they were assaulted or they just had really bad relationships with the opposite sex so they went to the other side but as a young mother 
And because we don't focus on God as much as we used to, it seems like in the world, there's not enough marriages to keep a mother and a father together. So as the father leaves, the mother is left alone. And that firstborn is so important. And usually they they are afraid. And that firstborn is usually the first one to be hurt, you know, in that way of being removed, you know. And that's so powerful because that firstborn, you know, it says they have certain blessings and different things like that. But, um, yeah, it's it's a very deep situation. But two wrongs don't make a right. And that baby has a purpose in life. And you can give it up for adoption, you know. And also another thing, one more thing, and I'll let you go back to you. Um, there's a lot of women that got an abortion or, you know, went through that process and they were not able to have children after that. And, you know, they live with regrets like, wow, you know, now, now that I want to have a child or, you know, they're in that mindset of they want to pursue that and they can't because they're scarred, you know, the surgery didn't, you know, it, it really hurt their body as well. But, but yeah, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I've actually got, um, and without going into uh, yeah uh, too specific details, I've I've actually got a family member who um, had that happen, and they ended up. Um, I mean, they've had a really kind of a rough go of it, mm-hmm. and a lot of it, I think probably, and I don't know for sure. Um, I think I think there's a lot of it that uh, probably would have been avoided if they had sounds bad but the added responsibility of having a kid and they had to grow up um right now i, I mean i don't know for sure um but i also know that 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 person's not been able to have kids uh, so since, sad. and i think that's something that they've they've really wanted um but uh yeah so um any closing thoughts Trey? you good uh, thank God for this All opportunity. Right. You know, we are very blessed to be in this opportunity to talk about God and to share the gospel in our own personal situation. But, you know, um, there's something I wanted to say about uh, the, the children and stuff, but I, I can't think of it at the moment. <laughs> we'll save it till the next time. Well, yeah. See, that's it. Uh, I'm going to real quick, I want to touch on, uh, we do have some, some other stuff coming up. This will actually... This is the first video we're recording, but it's actually going to be our second video. Um, so we have, if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to have a video on how to study the Bible. Um, just kind of a lot of different aspects. Uh, something that should be fairly simple, but it's really not. Um, so we're going to have that. Uh, we should be having a uh, study coming out for too much longer on the Trinity. Um, kind of explaining that, going over it. Uh, I do want to go over the... Um, LGBTQ in the Bible, where that fits at, maybe uh, abortion, where that fits at in the Bible. Um, we're also going to have some uh, kind of like walkthrough uh, studies, verse by verse studies of different books of the Bible. I think the first one we're going to do is James, which I think is really fitting for uh, the the culture that we live in and kind of what we're what we're looking at getting started here on discipleship and things like that. So. Um, if you guys like what you see, uh, subscribe, like the video, look around, see what we got. Um, we do have some links to other things in the video, uh, different social media, things like that. We have a, a uh, merch store as well. 
and all of this is going to connect back to our website basicallybiblical.com so you can go there check it out and um, navigate around see uh, there should be lots of other stuff on there as as each of us maybe branches out and does some other things whether we start some other other podcasts or uh, books or, or things like that they'll they'll all be linked back to there so that's a good hub to, to go to but until then thanks for joining us Thank you.